720 WGN. Somebody sent in a text and said, I live in Beverly, retired police officer. A few weeks ago, it took 50 minutes for police to respond to an armed carjacking. Unacceptable. I'm guessing that's a 911 call. Coming up, we'll talk about how long you have to wait when you dial 311 to get help from city services. That's with Ben Bradley after 245. But right now, Mohammed Senkari is on the phone. Mohammed is a legal organizer at the Arab American Action Network. There's a story today that broke about an Oaklawn police officer who's now facing criminal charges seven months after a video emerged that captured the beating of a teen. Thank you for joining us. So tell me, have the charges against this teen been dropped? Yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, and um, I will, what I will say is, I, um, as far as I know, there's still a juvenile process that him and his attorneys are involved with. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an attorney, and I'm not as his attorney, so I wouldn't be able to speak about any of the any of his specific legal uh, cases. Okay, so this the, the arrest came on July 27th uh, in 2022. You probably saw the video. It was a traffic stop at 95th and McVicker Avenue. Oglon police said they pulled over a car. Um, they smelled cannabis. The car didn't have a front registration. They were searching the driver. And that's when the 17-year-old, I believe Hottie was in the back seat, right? Um, yeah, you know, my recollection, your recollection may be better than mine in terms of where he was sitting. Um, and, but, yeah. And, and he ran, and they found a gun in his bag, and they took him down and, and beat him. And it was captured on video, and he suffered a, bo- a broken pelvis and bleeding on the brain. So um, as a legal organizer at the Arab American Action Network, do you feel that people in your community are targeted by police? Yeah, um, and just a just a small correction. I'm a, I'm the lead organizer, so I uh, at the at the AAAN, and you know the the AAAN. We've been engaged. We actually just published a report last year about racial profiling and um, racism and targeting by police. Um, and we found widespread targeting by police of Arab and Muslim communities of color in general across the state, um, including the southwest suburbs. There's hundreds and hundreds of anecdotes about um, from our community about people who have been targeted, people who have been brutalized, and people who have had their rights violated by the police. And so, you know, we saw the horrific beating of Hadi um, at the hands of three adult men who sat on top of a 17-year-old who doesn't even weigh 120 pounds and repeatedly bashed his head into the pavement. So we all saw that because a bystander um, had enough, you know, had the courage to, to film it as it was happening. Um, and, and so Hadi's case is not unique. There's a crisis in policing in this country that we know we've seen hundreds of murders in the last few years. Um, and so they're definitely, our community is definitely targeted by police across the southwest suburbs in the city of Chicago and across the state. And you know what's hard with this story, Mohammed, is that when a 17-year-old has a gun and he's pulled over by the cops and he runs, you know what's going to happen. I mean, yeah, I you... don't know if that's, I don't know if that's, first of all, um, the police did not know that he had a gun. The chief of police himself said that they had no idea that he allegedly had a gun. The other thing is that, you know, we have a judicial process in this country. You're innocent until proven guilty. The police do not have the right to beat you almost to death because they think that you have committed a crime. The police have a right to arrest you. And that's it. That's where their rights end. And so, you know, it, it's really, it, it, to me, 
it really boggles the mind when people say, you know what's going to happen. No, we don't. The Highland Park shooter killed multiple people and was apprehended by the police peacefully. Why is it different for a 17-year-old Arab teen in Oak Lawn? That why did bother it, me. Watching, watching that person running, being taken. Is it different? Why yeah. does he deserve to almost be killed? I to got me, it. that's unacceptable. I got it. But when my kid was 17, you know, I always gave him strict instructions of how you, how you conduct yourself when you have an encounter with the police. And, and so I, I just think that I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of people who say, but he had a gun. And so I want to speak more to the issue of what is happening to your community in the Chicagoland and greater area as an Arab American and what you're saying is happening that is not being videotaped on a daily basis. And yeah, how- um, you know, the, the, the AAAN, we released a report uh, specifically around this tool of surveillance law enforcement uses called suspicious activity reporting. It's like a data gathering tool, a reporting tool that law enforcement uses. Um, and we found that uh, our community there's, makes up over 50% of suspicious activity reports. You know, I'm sure you and I both know that Arabs are not 50% of Illinois' population. Um, and these, these reports are filed on everything ranging from young people speaking loudly in Arabic to people who are brown-skinned that work for a cell phone company uh, doing work on a cell phone tower to even as far as a young Syrian boy who confided in his guidance counselor that he was upset that he would not be able to see his grandparents because of the civil war in Syria. And that guidance counselor took it upon herself to report him to the police, who then called his family and started asking about their relationship to ISIS. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we see hundreds of these suspicious activity reports that we secured because we were able to successfully sue the Illinois State Police to procure these documents. The first thing is talking about it, revealing it, showing what is happening, and then the next step is change. And I think that's our hope for for your community and other communities as well. Is there some place where people can see what you published? Yeah, if they go to our website, uh, aaan.org, um, they can see there's a link right there. It's called our uh, it's called our CERP, uh, which is Campaign to End Racial Profiling Report. And folks can click on that. They can read through. They can see all of the data that we that we prove that our community is being targeted across the board by law enforcement. And you know, to, to your point about the you know the want for change, um, the the charges that were brought against uh, Officer O'Donnell, which is one of the three officers that almost killed this young boy in Oak Lawn were brought after a seven-month protracted campaign by a multiracial alliance that was demanding charges be brought. You and I both know that it's very rare, unfortunately, that police officers ever face charges for their violations of people's rights. And so this is definitely a step in the right direction. We want to see all three officers charged, not just one of them. Um, But it's a step that came because of the tireless work of the Black, Arab, Latinx, and progressive white communities across the southwest suburbs working together in the city of Chicago. Mohammed, thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Mohammed Sankari, organizer at the Arab American Action Network. We'll talk to Ben Bradley next about what happens when you call 311 in the city of Chicago. But first, Mary's got to check on weather and traffic.